it's dry out there. And that rain that we got sure was nice. But you notice it's already starting to come back out of the soil. And, and that's, well, it's only going to last so long, right? Overall, you look at our streams. They're down there. Um, this is a, a drought. That's what we're experiencing here right now. And in fact, uh, the state of Washington has declared a drought emergency here in Whatcom County and Skagit County and a bunch of other counties around Washington state. How is that affecting the people growing food right now? That's what we want to cover this morning here on The Farming Show. Welcome back. I'm Dylan Honkoop, your host here on KGMI. Joining me uh, from down in Skagit County this morning is uh, dairy farmer Jason Vanderkoy. Welcome to the program this morning, Jason. First off, what are you experiencing in the field? Well, I guess I should ask even before that, how much of this rain did you guys get um, this past week? I noticed you po posting a photo of the uh, satellite picture or the radar or something of that storm coming in, and you were saying, eh, it's maybe going to miss us and go to the north. Did you guys end up getting much? Yeah. Um, no, we did end up getting some, but, you know, it was midday when i posted that and i was seeing the radar <laughs> with lots of yellows and reds and i go man that that's nice it would just hit yeah. us yeah but i kept Rain, tracking please. north a little bit <laughs> and you know I, you know about mid-afternoon i was getting kind of disappointed because it yeah. seemed like it was going around us but yeah sure it's six thirty, seven o'clock you know it, it just opened up and just started pouring down rain and all oh, good you know you want to get a farmer to smile yeah. you know a rain like that in July, you know, it's don't happen very often. Yeah, that's that's the truth. How much did you end up with total in the rain? We gauge? got, yeah, we got. We're figuring about six tenths. So I mean, it, it you know, our grass, our grass ground could have used two inches. Yeah, you know, it perked it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, so we're still pretty dry. It really did. It was really helpful for the corn. The corn well, was really starting to struggle. Well, I so, got 1.1 inches at my place up north of Linden, so take that. Yeah, you guys are a little more blessed than we are down in <laughs> Well, sometimes it goes the other way, too. It does. It um, does. And with rain or sometimes too much rain. Um, yeah. Which is kind of the story here in the Pacific Northwest, and particularly in western Washington, uh, with the issue of water. And I want to get into that. You know, the problem up here in Washington, Whatcom County is we have no infrastructure to manage this. And as our world changes, uh, we're seeing right now drier summers, oftentimes, not all the time, and we're seeing wetter winters. So th there's enough water in the system, but we don't have that water right now. It washed out into the bay months and months and months ago. Uh, and yes. so what, what are we going to do about this now? How, before we get into the technicalities of water management and you folks down there in Skagit are blessed with more infrastructure. It doesn't mean that there aren't politics in play and other issues. And we'll get into that. How is it actually as a whole, would you say affecting farming there in, in, in the Skagit Valley right now? Yeah, no, it's, it's all about water management. Um, you know, how do you manage high flows and low flows and, and mitigate, you know, during the off-season times? You know, here in Skagit, we do have the five dams, which holds back quite a bit of water for summer flow. Um, but even 
with those dams, we are below in-stream flow rule today. And so that, that makes irrigation, you know, pretty complicated when we cannot meet our in-stream flow rules. So ba- basically, um, let make sure I'm understanding this right. If yeah. you are below what the state says the minimum stream flow should be, which if you really dig into the history of in-stream flow rules, it, that's not exactly how they were intended, but that's how our state yeah. has ended up using them. We can get into that. I think we've talked about that before here on the program. Uh, but if you're below that level, then people start to get shut off, right? Yeah, because our water rights are interruptible. So that means we can be shut off. We don't have a senior water right like PUD or Anacortes water treatment. You know, our water rights are subject to the 10,000 CFS. So 10,000 CFS, that is over 70,000 gallons per second the river's flowing. Yeah, cubic feet per second. And a cubic foot is just shy of seven and a half gallons. So yeah, per second. Yeah. That's per second. And our pump is taking 66 gallons per second. So, you know, we have no measurable effect on the river. Plus, right. our river goes up and down with the tide. Right. So that is that is where we are saying, hey, wait a minute. Instream flow rule should not apply to us because our river, where we pump, is tidally influenced. Mm-hmm. And within three miles, it becomes salt water. So the water becomes useless for anything. So that's that's our argument is, hey, this is our only source of water for our crops. We cannot drill wells because the groundwater is too salty because we're too close to the, to the bay. Right. You know, this is our only source of water. And, you know, you can't, you know. It's, it's frustrating. The water is right well, there, and we can't the, touch it. This in-stream, and again, we're talking with Jason Vanderkoy of Harmony Dairy down in, in Skagit County, um, and he's also involved and has been from the beginning with Save Family Farming and, um, you know, making folks across our state more aware of what really goes on with issues like this impacting farming. The reality is that level of the river, the in-stream flow rule, is purportedly to protect fish because if the water gets too low in the river, that's not good for fish. So, and the way water rights work is, and we've talked about this a lot with Whatcom County, well, the same Washington state water law applies to Skagit County, of course, obviously with a lot of other particulars that we're just talking about here, uh, to the the Skagit Basin there. But the again, it's supposed to help fish when it's below that level. The way water law works is it's a seniority list. The most junior water rights holders on the list have to shut off, and that keeps going up the list of seniority uh, until that water the senior water rights are no longer impaired, quote unquote. Am I I summarizing this correctly? So the idea is people need to shut off until there's enough water in the river for fish again, according to the possibly dubious science of the in-stream flow rule. Yeah, that's correct. So have a a bunch of people been shut off and what is that doing to their crops down there in Skagit right now? So we we fell below the 10,000 CFS threshold um, a little over two weeks ago. Okay. So our pumps, all the river pumps, us for Island and several other smaller farmers, they were all shut off. So for two weeks, we were not allowed to irrigate with water from the river. So, so are, there some, all, are there some farmers that have more senior water rights that didn't have to shut off or how did that work? 
there may be only one farmer with senior water rights. Got but it. The rest of them, we all have shut on. Um, so that affected about 13, in two districts, that's about 13,000 acres. And include the third district, you know, we're approaching 16,000 total acres of districts that rely on river water uh, for irrigation. Mm-hmm. So we were shut off for two weeks. And then, you know, part of it is what took so long was our state government waited two extra weeks to, to declare a drought emergency. Because once they do that, that frees up ability to get some water again? Yes. You know, once once there's a drought declared, uh, Skagit County PUD, which is our public utility district that provides drinking water to the county, they have extra water rights that they do not use. So when there's emergency, they can transfer those and we can start using that within 24 hours. And there's no public hearing period or nothing like that. That's all, um, you know, that's done away with under emergency. Right. Which makes but sense. It it's a water right that's not being used. Yeah. So the frustrating yeah. part is, you know, for two weeks, we were not allowed to irrigate. And then also magically, there's water in the river for us to use again to irrigate. So today we're irrigating again. Hmm. But that's the frustrating part. The water's always been there. It's just a matter of politics and paperwork that kept us from being able to use it. What do you think that'll do to crops? I mean, down there, you guys have so many different things in Skagit, probably one of the most diverse farming areas uh, in the state. Sorry, Whatcom County, but I think Skagit's got us beat with, you know, potatoes, blueberries, dairy, all kinds of other veggies and other fruits, and the list goes on, and some grain and... What does this end up doing to those folks that had to shut off irrigation there for a couple of weeks? Those crops cut in half? Anybody getting an estimate or a feel of how hard it's going to hit them? You know, a lot of it, it'll be harvest time before we fully know the extent. But, you know, this this two weeks was right, right in the middle of irrigation season. This is right when the plants are, you know, like a potato plant is setting the number of potatoes it's going to have. Right. You know, that's right where the corn plant is deciding how big of an ear it's going to have. Um, this is where my grass is really struggling because of the hot weather and needs moisture. So this is it was a crucial time. And no doubt there will be um, yield setbacks. You know, but, you know, today we got the pumps back on. Everybody's trying to catch up with irrigation. Right. But, you know, think about irrigation. You know, once you start, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, because that plant's now dependent on irrigation. So to stop for two weeks is, you know, it's tough on the on the plant. That's so you just, think there will uh, be significant crop losses as a result of that? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why did? And you've gone through this process a couple of times in recent years, right? Um, yeah. in, in an emergency drought declaration situation. Why do you think they were dragging their the state of Washington? Ultimately, it's it's the Jay Inslee administration, but via the State Department of Ecology, which answers to him. Why were they dragging their feet on this? Why why couldn't they just get this done? You know, they had a they had a meeting two weeks prior to this last meeting to discuss the drought emergency, and even the the government websites said we were in a drought, and they uh, refused to recognize that. And, you know, I, I guess I have my thoughts about that. Um, but, you know, even, you know, Department of Ag was, you know, trying to get this declaration declared, 
you know, they were, they had all the proof showing that we were in the drought. Yet, um, you know, the Department of Ecology, you know, ultimately said, no, there's no emergency yet. It was just an advisory, drought advisory, I think is what they called it. So, Which an advisory doesn't give you the status to make these transfers and, and get things correct. happening. Correct. So, you know, we this could all have been avoided easily. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing that you folks have there in Skagit as well is, is infrastructure. You mentioned that earlier. There are reservoirs farther up the river that store water um, when we have too much of it. Honestly, those reservoirs were responsible for preventing major destruction in the town of Mount Vernon in the big floods of 2021 because they were able to hold a lot of water back. So that's the one side of it, of that that we're missing here in Whatcom County. And now we're experiencing the other side, which is you hold that water back and then you can use it to keep those stream flows up to protect fish and allow people to keep growing food in the summer months when things are drier. Is that something, is that part of this? Are they allowing more water to spill over those dams to keep the rivers up? You know, you go back to that flood, you know, the dams, we estimate, took six to eight feet off the peak of our flood. Wow. And we had about 16 inches of freeboard left on our dikes. So, you know, the dams, mm. they saved us that flood. Mm. Now, fast forward to today, we have a dry summer. The only reason the rivers are flowing at 7,500 CFS today is because the dams have saved water and are releasing it now. Otherwise, you know, who knows? We could be beyond you know, three to four thousand. We could oh, yeah. be going Come up here and look at the Nooksack River right now, and and its tributaries. It's way yeah. down there, and there is no method, no n nothing that could be done with the current infrastructure up here to bolster that supply in the river for fish. Which I believe, you know, the the critically endangered run the spring Chinook should be about this time of year starting. Yep. No, it's correct. So and the dams, so, they, they equalize the flow over the year, which is which is very beneficial to fish. Now, is there enough um, water in those reservoirs there uh, in the Skagit Basin right now to keep letting more water go? I mean, is there enough to keep stream flows up? Yeah, right now all the reservoirs are full. Oh, wow. But the dams are holding on to the water just because they do not know what the power needs are later this summer. So right now the dams are only releasing the required minimum flow. Hmm. See, in my mind, then, it's like well, there are other places that we could get power, but there's nowhere else that we can get water. So, yeah. and, and nowhere else that we can get water to protect fish. Honestly, if that's what we're concerned about, that's what we should be yeah. doing right now. Correct. Politics no, yeah. and bureaucracy and the slow, slow wheels of government. I mean, that's that's the big story here, right? Exactly. You know, these, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know how to say it nicely. It's just, I think farmers should be in charge of <laughs> salmon recovery. I think we could have a recovery real soon. Yeah, I, th there seems to be some missing pieces here until you start to look at potentially some of the other uh political motives that could be in play and, and you know I, i'm sure you have thoughts on that and i know you, you didn't necessarily want to get into the specifics i don't either um, but i have from time to time here in the program and i i think there are some ulterior motives going on uh and i think we could just leave it at that for now but whatever what really is the game
and it's it's fish and local food that suffer when these games are played. That's my perspective. What are your thoughts, Jason? No, exactly right. There's no reason why fish and farms can't thrive together, coexist. Yep. There's no absolutely no reason, um, and that's what we want as farmers. We want healthy fish runs, and you know, as a farmer, I just want to farm, and yep. that's all we want. We don't want, we don't need handouts. We don't need sympathy. I just want the ability to farm. Um, you know, that's my way of way of life. I just enjoy farming, and you know, I, what? And I, I know the the fishermen; they just want to fish. So, you know, I, there's no reason why both cannot be successful and thrive. Yep. Absolutely not. Yeah, particularly with the great infrastructure that you're blessed with there in Skagit County to have the tools to manage water. Uh, the way it needs to be. And this is something, I, I know it's going to be a very difficult conversation, but this is what, if we really care about fish and growing food in Whatcom County, this is what we need to be talking about up here. Because, it, it, because that is, you know, infrastructure like that to store water is the only thing that can really move the needle on both salmon recovery and keeping food growing here. Um, as and our public world safety. Yeah, that too. Good point. Yeah. yeah, and protect our communities in the flood. Yeah, yeah. good point. The, the twin problems uh, of, yeah. of too much and, and not enough water. Jason Vanderkoy, dairy farmer down in the Skagit Valley, board member for Save Family Farming as well. Uh, Jason, we appreciate what you're always doing. You're always out there talking with folks, being in touch with folks in Seattle. Um, you know, you're always, you know, connecting with reporters in Seattle and, and giving them good information from the farm. We appreciate the, the time and the effort and the focus that you put on that um, to make more folks here in this state aware of farming and aware of the challenges that farming is face, uh, facing. So, uh, Thanks for being here, and, and thanks for, for what you do on top of growing food for us to eat and, I guess, in your case, drink because it's milk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Drink. Make sure you drink your milk. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Don. I appreciate it.